once again we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. was an associate of ours. We called him Baba Yaga. The boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. He was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. Oh. John is a man of focus. So I killed three men in a bar with a pencil. With a fucking pencil. the bonus material podcast i'm tom carnell i'm brian ellison and i'm langley west and we're here for episode 111 in which we're going to discuss uh i'm kind of excited about is that. that kind of a milestone like 111 111 yeah okay wait till we get to 666 sure. <laughs> um uh <laughs> it's a long time from now we're gonna um today we're going to talk about john wick and john wick 2 uh john wick 2 just came uh, or I, I guess john wick the second chapter right chapter two chapter two chapter two is john uh, wick chapter two is in theaters and we i figure we really i really, i think most of us really loved the first one sure and so since that yes. one's out it's time to be a little contemporary i guess and uh we're going to talk about john wick stop talking All about freaking old <laughs> stuff no one's ever heard of so um I'll, I'll i guess we'll i'll start again where we clearly we all loved if you if you're a listener to this podcast you know that we all love john wick and did have we we've all seen john wick too yeah and yes. did what can we go around the table first and just get our thoughts of it and then we can delve sure. into the whole uh brian what'd you think do you like it yeah absolutely um a friend of mine uh, asked me what i felt was a better film, John Wick or John Wick 2. And I actually like both of them, saying that I like them both, but for different reasons. Obviously, John Wick was more of a leaner story, and uh, John Wick 2 has more of a elaborate story. There's more going on. The scenes are bigger in many ways. Uh, so it's kind of a step up for the John Wick franchise. But, yeah, I like both of them quite a bit. I like the world that's built into this universe, which is kind of unique and different uh, than most action films. And um, I really love the uh, the action sequences, which are really elaborate. And Well, I don't want to say elaborate. I'll take I'll walk that back. Because elaborate to me is like a John Woo action sequence or mm-hmm. a Sam Peckinpah action James sequence. Bond. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but what's interesting about the John Wick movies is that when you watch a John Woo movie or you watch a um, Sam Peckinpah movie, when you see the violence, it's very poetic, right? You're, you're kind of lost and like, wow, that's really interesting how they filmed all this stuff. 
Uh, when you watch John Wick violence, it's straight, nasty, brutus, and short. Yeah, you get right in, you get right out. It's 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 clever, but but it's it's nasty. You're like, wow, there's some brutal uh, scenes going on here. Mm-hmm. It has more in common, I think, with the Raid movies than it than sure. it does uh, uh, the the uh, John Woo movie. So, okay. um, very elaborate. Um, uh, uh, um, sequences I think are fun when a John Woo movie and I enjoy them but but I like the John Wick kind of lean style and they have that in both movies and I like the world building I like the universe that it that it sets in so both movies accomplish their goals do well and I'm really looking forward to the the chapter three um I I agree with everything you just said I I I do think that um I enjoyed the first movie more than Mm -hmm. I did the second film um for a couple of reasons one was because of just what you what you just said that the first movie is a straight up very 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 simple revenge story i mean it doesn't get any simpler than despite whatever else is going on my goal is this guy killed my dog yeah i'm going to kill this guy uh-huh. that's all like that's it you yeah. know and um and the second one you know gets more complicated and 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 more convoluted um yeah, it's like this guy killed my brother, and yeah, and this, guy, like, you know, the, and this the, guy owes me a favor. My and, monkey's uncle's nephew, uh, yeah. but and I, so I like the simplicity of the first one better. Um, both movies are are great. I, I in, enjoyed both of them. The other thing about the second one is I think that a couple of the action scenes went long for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the in particular the um, the gunfight in the catacombs. Mm-hmm. I'm like Jesus. How many more people, you know, are going to? And it's awfully nice that they approached one and two and three at right, a time. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> and the it's other, like the old combat show where the Germans just stand yeah. up and run at you and super you shoot them down. And there was, yeah. uh, and and I think the fight with Common went on long. I started to get reminded of the fight in um, They Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah at some yeah. point, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, like, can we just say that Common doesn't know how to fight? Right, exactly. That's the other thing, too, is, like, can we not like, pick, like, Donnie Yen for this character? Yeah, you've just something? carved your way through hundreds of people, and this guy, this is the guy that's giving you a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's the Enter the Dragon thing, where it's like, I've wiped out all these young dudes, and this old fucker's giving me a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything that that's been said. Uh, I think that the first film was it's really lean, really simple. Everything you guys have said, I think that the second one clearly they have bigger things on their mind. Sure, they're a franchise building. It's a bridge. It's a bridge yeah. movie. The yes. review I wrote said uh, I would have liked John Wick two better if it didn't feel like a trailer for John Wick three. Sure, there's some of the decision making I thought was a little wonky, especially the end. I thought the end was really dumb because you spend all of this time, and I'm I'm going to try not to do spoilers on this one, but um, uh, you've been self spent so much time building this world just to pull your main character out of it, right? And now you're making kind of a different film. Now you're making kind of a guy. You're forced to make a guy on a run film, right? Because right. now the whole world's looking for him. So anyway. Um, and in a way, John Wick Two was kind of a guy on a run film to begin with. Yeah, agreed. Right. Yeah. So now it's John. If there's a, if we assume that the ending is going to lead into Chapter Three and what we think will happen, it's just he's on the road now, and there's more people after him. Right, right, right. right. That said, uh, I, I find it pretentious when people say, "Well, as a martial artist, but as someone who enjoys the martial arts, it's a fucking clinic." Yeah. <laughs> there's so much going on there that I just 
watching the film, all I could think of is I can't wait to get this Blu-ray home. Sure. <laughs> and and watch it, you know, really, really slow. Um, and I agree, completely enjoyable. But I just wish that it had been a little better plot-wise. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's um, the other thing that 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 uh, I hate I hate saying negative things because I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so don't get me wrong. I think it's great. I, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Um, but I mean, I, that's our job, right? That's, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I want, I, I, as much as it wouldn't make sense, I mean, it would make sense that the guy fights the same way as he does mm-hmm. always. Right. Um, but I'd like to see a little more variety in the fight scenes. Yeah. There's only so many times I can see that takedown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, the Aikido take down yes, of the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I'd like to see, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see uh, more variety that way. Well, that was the other thing about the first film is that it was so like you were so busy while you were watching it, saying, "What the hell is this?" Right. That it makes it, it made it kind of cooler in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and there was such a variety. It was their first time out, and it's like, look at all the toys we got. Yeah. And now with the second one, it becomes a little more like. All right. Let's of do course, this. that's let's what do. he's yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was really, really pleased to see Doctor G's number eight employed, which is the <laughs> knife up the rectum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I really like that. Yeah, they uh, they they call that uh, uh, buckweeding yeah. and things to do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Hopefully, I, you I, would be dead when that happens. Yeah. The idea is that you stab them in the ass in the anus and they just bleed out in a really, really bad they way. They bleed out and then and also, you know, you've got um, toxins going on yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and and spritz. Septicemia. It's a great uh, it's a great tool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was nice to see somebody use that. Um, I uh there the the other and this will be the last of my nitpicking, I promise, is um I've been hit by a car before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you yeah. don't just get up and keep fighting. Yeah. Um, some of it gets to be this little, little, um, a little like we're, we're almost, we're the first one. We're kind of on that edge of this is kind of unbelievable. And this one kind of. Right. And in, and I, in, in, in a way, I guess that's fine because we've, you have to buy into the idea that this is not, it isn't, it isn't the real world. Right. It, it's, Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's this, it's this the, cool fantasy world where fucking, you know, your cousin and their mother is an assassin. Yeah. Like, well, even that, something as simple as the tactical suit. I right, mean, that's, exactly. That's, other, that's where, okay, now that's, we're in... That's superhero yeah, stuff. Yeah, now we're in superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah and every time I see somebody uh, on the street... Uh, Hanging out, uh, looking like they need uh, uh, some money or some food. I'm going to question them, right? Because it's like everybody looks like they're an assassin out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's interesting I found is that the first film was made for twenty million. Second film was made for forty. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a common thing. Your sequel but doubles the budget typically. It the first one made forty two, almost forty three million, and as of the sixteenth of February, this the new one has made just about that. Well, you're talking wonder. domestically because yeah. the, the first one made like 88.8 million or like well, close to 90 yeah. million. I'm saying domestically. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're not in in a way. That's what's interesting is like, if you look at the overall box office, the the first one basically it's four times its per budget. So that's that's pretty good, mm-hmm. right? And we have yet to see what's going to happen with the second one, but it looks like it, it's possible it might maybe go three times its budget. Um, 
Uh, it's not a lot of money in the grand. I mean, it, the budget-wise, it's good, but it's not a lot of money. I mean, it's not like they're runaway breakout hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but they do have a following, and they do have you know high high uh, uh, ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and even by critics. I mean, critics, right. every, everyone, every everyone seems to like these movies. It seems for the most part. The, I, what I like about them is that they're they're kind of a return to an action flick that we haven't seen in a while. Because here in recent years, action flick meant superhero movies. Superhero or political movies. Right. Like, and, like White House Down. And right, exactly. And this is more, you know, uh, just as an action movie for action's sake. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, you know. And when I think back to, like, the heyday of action movies, which for me is the 80s, mm-hmm. where you had Commando and... and sure. Uh, Rambo and, and those types of movies. There's not an agenda attached to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this guy. It has a lot more in common with Asian action movies than it does American action movies. Sure. Substitute the dog for my teacher. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. And the, both films have, I mean, what's kind of, what's interesting about both films is they have a mythology that even if people don't consciously know the mythology, they they feel the mythology, which is why things like Star Wars resonate with people. Mm-hmm, sure. A young apprentice trying to learn uh, to be a Jedi, etc. And uh, we've seen this many times, not just in action films, but in westerns. Right, the, right. the gunfighter who wants to retire for the love of a good woman is forced back into the game. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'll say I disagree, I disagree a little bit on action films, in that there's plenty of action films. Uh, the Mechanic series. I mean, just you know, take Jason Statham, and, and he's in an action movie. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of action movies out there, but I think where these these step it up a bit is that they, unlike these other movies which are just set realist, you know, in a sense in a real world, this is a mythological world with with uh, their own economic system mm-hmm. and their own ruling high table, and they have all these traditions that you don't do this and you don't do that, and they have these hotels throughout the world where you can stay and not be touched. Uh, I mean, it's just it's kind of fascinating to the point where. Where I don't I don't need to visit the world of the mechanic, but I'd be willing to, or or uh, the train you know uh, was it uh, uh, the uh, transporter universe like I don't really care you can have a whole bunch of transporters and I don't really care, but this world I care about it's like yeah if John right. Wick is not in this world, uh, you want to do a different assassin if you want to do something with Ian McShane's character oh I've said um, I've yeah, been saying I, I'd love to see it I'd love to see it. I've been I've been chomping at the bit trying to figure out how I I'd love to take the concierge character out for a spin. Sure. Cuz that guy yeah. you just know like you can just just immediately and there's not a character in here in the, in these films that you don't at least go, "Huh." Well, that's know? I think I think that that's another big difference between this and movies like The Mechanics and or The Mechanic and, and Transporter and things like that is that the acting in this I I can't think of a character that wasn't acting their ass off. Mm-hmm. The, the Even the side really guys. You yeah, know? exactly. Oh, yeah, like and, the like uh, Lance Reddick's character, the concierge at the hotel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or look at it's, even like he's interesting. He doesn't. He has not a lot to do. But it's like you know. I wonder what his background is. Right. For I, I'm not. I don't want to go too deep into it. But the one of the things in the second film, the 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 big guy, the sumo guy, that yeah, really yeah, big yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Immediately, you're as soon as the fight is it's starting, you're like. I'm interested in this guy. Yeah. I want to know like, who, who is this guy. Who's this guy? Like, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's 
the thing I find uh, is interesting about it is how deftly all of that's being handled by what are these two um, uh, Stahelski and Leach. They're stunt guys, and they yeah. come from that stunt world. Well, that's that's the great thing about. I think that why the action is so great in these movies is that um, Chad does come from Chad comes from Guru Dan's school, Dan mm-hmm. Inosanto's school, and uh, I didn't know that, but that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, his first big gig was was doing the stunt doubling for Brandon Lee, right? Which later turned into body doubling for Brandon Lee because Brandon died. I didn't know that either. So that big chunks of the crow, you're actually seeing Chad. Like whenever you see him from the back, right? You don't see his face. It's, yeah, it's usually Chad. And um, and 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 then went on and did the fight scenes for Three Hundred. Mm-hmm. He know, was uh, he was uh, Reeves stunt double in the Matrix. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, this a lot of times. Um, a lot of times you get a person who has a specialty and they, they work their way to directing and the result isn't that good because uh-huh. they're not directors. They're, they're artists of yeah. one type or another. Um, somebody who I think started out that way and I thought did a crappy job in the beginning but then got better was Joe Johnson. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Johnson is an effects guy. And consequently, the effects sequences in his movies are really cool, but it wasn't until... Stan Winston. Exactly, Stan Winston gets a little wonky. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Alec Gillis with Harbinger Down. Right, you know, the you know these are guys that want to do these bigger these other aspects of the job that they haven't really you know done. And the same thing is true with martial artists. What I what I like about Chad is that he's percolated long enough mm-hmm. that I think he's. He's seasoned. In, in other words, he didn't. He didn't start making. He didn't direct a movie right after he made Matrix. You know, right after right. he did the stunt work on Matrix. He's been around long enough that he's like. And with that comes not only the, the facility with the the art form, but man, you got to figure that guy knows everybody on this on a crew. Right. The stunt people know everybody on a crew. Right. So. Imagine, okay, now suddenly you're being given keys to the limo, right? And you can load that limo with every, anyone who you've worked with right. over your span of your career. Absolutely, you can get the Absolutely. best of the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I got to give those guys credit too because uh, they just didn't fall back into the same old, same old when it came to doing action movies or mm-hmm. let's let's use this trope. It's like, no, let's examine that trope. Let's see if this is really does this make sense to do this? Does it? Can we change this in a way? And, and I think they made little tweaks, which makes the movies much better than your average action movie. Absolutely. And they were able to pull off crazy shit without resorting to the computer. There's some, yeah. there's, a, there's there's a lot of computer blood in there. There is a lot of computer blood. Yeah. And, and But I will say this, computer blood has gotten so much better over the yeah, last I couple of years. Yeah, the one, one thing I thought about is like, uh, in the second one, we talked about this other world. It's like, the every museum they went into, I was like, who 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 does this exhibit? Right, you know what I mean. There was all that <laughs> stuff hanging in the ground, all this glass and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. can go to a museum and just cut your kid loose in there. Yeah, um, and that's another thing I like too. They would set up scenes, and they, they didn't have to do this, but they but the fact that they went out of their way to do it, like when they're in the museums and they're setting up these scenes with the actors in there. They they did a nice job. It just wasn't a yeah. throwaway scene visually. It was like right. visually that's oh. interesting. 
there's a there's an overhead shot, and, I don't, and again, I don't want to spoil anything. An overhead shot of someone that has died. This is where I would be the Tom Carnell and say, "Yeah, go ahead, spoil it." <laughs> I'm I'm totally going to be talking about spoilers. Oh, okay. Today. The yeah. death the death of the. Um... I think it's been around long enough where I don't think we're going to blow anybody okay. away by the overhead about. shot of the death of the sister in the second one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, was beautiful. That's gorgeous. Yes. Um, and very sort of, um, you know, we talked about Francis Bacon. Last. The, the, yeah, wing, yeah, the yeah. wings of blood yes. coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love, I love that, I love that she kind of gave him an out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he still does the job, but yeah. she was dying anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know. The other thing I loved was the little nods here and there. Like the biggest nod in the second film is to Enter the Dragon with the the whole thing in the Dude, mirror. The mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a few, uh, and there's a couple of Matrix. You know, uh-huh. I mean, just the the inclusion of. Um, uh, what's his Lawrence name? Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that they spun it on 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 its ear. Where in the Matrix films, Lawrence Fishburne is saying to Keanu Reeves, "You have a choice." Yeah. And then in this famous, you know, all over the trailer, he flips it, and and Keanu Reeves says, "You have a choice. Right. You can either have a war, or you can give me a gun." Yeah, yeah. There's also, uh, I mean, even something as tiny as um, when um, uh, when when Homeboy says to everybody walking out there stop and everybody stops yeah, yeah, walking yeah. and it's exactly that scene from the matrix where like yeah. they you know he's like yeah. stop and like the entire yeah, yeah, showing yeah, him yeah. that this is all a construct yeah 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 in this case everyone uh, there's two things about that 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 i like there's there's I, I like it and i don't like it i like that that in that one shot you show us how how big this assassin's world is mm-hmm. and at the same time suddenly it's not that special anymore yeah it's like i also start to think is, what is this a theme park where right. like everyone's <laughs> <laughs> everyone's in on it it just seems so weird yeah 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 that that would be a nitpick of mine because i don't i, I think when uh, i've had this conversation with the uh, comic book fans when everybody's an x-men it takes away from the speciality of what x-men right. are so, so if you have all these assassins, then like you say, it kind of takes away from this world because they should be highly trained. It's like Navy Team Seals, uh, you know, Navy Seal Team Six. Like you don't want to have thousands of these guys. Right. It, it takes away from the the uniqueness of who they are. Well, so yeah, when he, you see him running at the end of the movie and all these people on their cell phones, it's like, wow, that's a lot of assassins. To quote the uh, the uh, villain in The Incredibles, when everybody's special. No one is special, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they needed to do that. Maybe they had a reason to do it. But you know but what? I now would... that I think about it, was there anybody that we came in contact with as a as an actual character with lines that wasn't part of this world mm. in the movie? Yeah. But were there any See, normal? A, that people? was one of the funs of the first uh, Jack Reacher movie. Is like here you have a guy that's every you, you, we will imagine would be every bit as capable as John Wick is, but you're dropping yeah. him into normal situations, right. and that's chaotic. But this thing, it's like you're right. It's like every everybody's in on it, and everyone's uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you would think uh, maybe the dog's not in on it, but uh, man, uh, okay, so that's, that brings up. Yeah, so I, I, I want to go over this too. Go ahead. The, the, uh, sometimes, and I and, and this is probably this is probably a character fault of mine. But sometimes when I'm watching movies, I get this back backseat driver thing going, and I'm 
and I'm really expecting a certain thing, and and I get all like I'm just super pumped because I can see it coming. Yeah, I can see it coming, and I just know, I just know this is what's going to happen, and then I'm I'm ultimately disappointed. But I wanted the movie to end. I wanted the movie to end because 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 you knew it was going to come down to that situation where this this unwinnable situation where mm-hmm. the guy's hiding out in the continental, where the rules prohibit you from from killing him. Right. You know, and he's being a dick. You know, he's like, I can stay here forever. Well, I think I I think I see where you're going to go. See where I'm going to go? Yeah, I think I I think I do. Keanu yes, didn't yes. have to kill that guy. No, and you're right. Fucking dog. <laughs> I knew what I was thinking when you. But his first... dog was rel- his dog was relatively friendly. The dog, I mean, they kind of established the dog seems to like yeah, people. Yeah, so. but but my but point... that's a cool idea though. But I would love it to be where um, it wasn't it wasn't like him. I, I imagine when you when you first told me that him lowering the gun like okay I'm not gonna kill you and not giving the signal for the dog to get him but the dog <laughs> going like fuck you yeah if exactly. you're not gonna it's kill like, him you're not gonna do it I'm gonna do it yeah. I would have loved that, and it would have brought the house down. Oh my god, it would have been. Oh yeah, it would have been great. No, that's it would have that's not. That's a great idea. It would have not been the setup for a third movie. Yeah, though, which is yeah, what yeah, they, yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that a lot, man. I know. It's like that's I, a cool I, idea, though, Langley. I, I like that. I that's and that that would have been out of. I mean, we're not sure what he was going to do. You can kind of bet he probably would have shot him. But, well, I was but thinking the dog I, would be out of left field. You'd never see that coming. Right, and I was thinking early on when. When the dog is left there with the concierge, I, it, to me, it was like showing the gun in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Like, you got it. Okay, why is the dog being left there? Yeah, there was no reason yeah. at there some was point. No, yeah. You could have you easily killed that dog when they burnt the house. Right. And right. that would have, you know. Right. It could have gone two ways. Like, like you know, you, you park the dog at the place like he did. Or or the dog's with him. Yeah. On all these. It's like Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, I was going right? to say Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> But um, it it reminded me of the ending of Ravenous, right? Where uh, at the end of Ravenous, the Guy Pierce character and the Robert Carlyle character are they're both these like super cannibals, and they've been trapped together in this giant Godzilla-sized bear trap. They can't get free. <laughs> they're they're on top of each other, facing each other. Guy Pierce is on top, and Robert Carlyle is like. What what's what are you gonna do if I die first? Because I know what I'm gonna do if you die first. I'm gonna eat you and I'm gonna get out of this thing. And and I don't and, and they just and they don't do anything and they and to me at that moment I like how cool would it have been if Guy Pierce's character would have been like, Why wait? And yeah. just take a big chunk out of Robert <laughs> Carlyle's yeah. face. That would have been so yeah. cool. I, I my my wife will always complain of me when we're watching a film and I just kinda go, Ugh because you it's like dragon's lair you see the doorway light up and you go well, there's where the gold right, is and right. then they just veer away and, and they go like, somewhere Man. else and I'm like what the fuck um i do um for those of you that are i think we've talked about this before in john wick you get to see tate fletcher die again <laughs> <laughs> so there you go that's my favorite game is is how does tate fletcher if is tate fletcher in this action movie and does he die <laughs> so he was the guy Which, who he fought. Uh, if you saw the Equalizer, he was the guy with the f- weird mustache, big wide mustache that Denzel Washington fought in um, oh, yeah. the Equalizer. And he's a ex MMA guy, but he got, he's getting into acting and, and stunt stuff now. Yeah. He seems to do nothing but. <laughs> he was in Westworld. He was the guy that took the rock and bashed his own head in. 
Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I would there's, say... There's, <clears throat> the guy at the beginning, too, Peter Stomare, I believe his name yeah, is. His yeah, brother. yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, he's listening to all the things going down in his garage before yeah. uh, John Wick shows up. I've always liked that guy. And, and for maybe people who don't know this, that they, or they, they maybe forgot about it, just look up him and Volkswagen commercials because mm-hmm. he, he played this oh, crazy dude. character in his Volkswagen commercials some years back. Look at him as Lucifer in Constantine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah that's so right. good. He's great. He's, He's great. So he good. was in, he was in um, Fargo. He was in Fargo. Yeah. he was in Jurassic Park three. He's yeah, he's great. And he really makes the he really makes the beginning of that movie where he's just talking and kind of using his eyes and listening and it's just yeah. you can tell like wow this guy's uh, this guy's in trouble but uh, uh, it was yeah it was just a very well shot uh, sequence of, of things happening which I really appreciated and those are those little touches those little those little flurries that I talk about that they they just do things differently you have Ruby Rose who's mm-hmm. a mute security uh, enforcer I guess and. And, uh, you know, they make her mute. It's like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. That kind of that kind of comes back to maybe Langley's point and your point too, Tom. Like, in a, if she's kind of in charge of stuff, so if they're running around the catacombs, right, and she can't hear, how effective does that make her? Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you have a, a mute security guard who's, who's uh, or basically your, your main person, in a sense, running the teams, um, how effective would somebody in, in the real world be if you were, you were mute? That's true. It was interesting that she... But I liked her character. I liked her character. She, yeah, her character was really cool. It, it, it reminded me of like a James Bond villain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always yeah. have something weird, like, oh, he's got a club foot, or he, you know, you know what I mean? It's, metal it's, teeth. It's, or... Metal teeth. There's always some yeah. weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so she reminded me of that. I thought it was interesting that she was the only person that used a silencer mm-hmm. on her gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and apparently uh, many of the villains do understand the sign language. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. Right. See, there you go. You know? Yeah. I was In my research, I read that the first cut of the first film was two and a half hours long. <laughs> of John Wick? Yeah. Uh, I have a wow. note here that says uh, they didn't say, let's see, they, supposedly the fight at the end was a lot longer. Yeah. And they then they... Upon watching it, they they thought, "Why is he having such trouble with this guy? This right, should be right. like easy peasy for him." Right. And so they they chopped it down, and no one's going to well, watch a two and a half hour. Chopping. That's un- that's unfortunately that's <laughs> one of those common tropes in an action movie, right? Right. That you dispatch everybody with ease or relative ease, but there's always the one person that's going to give you a really really it's bad time. It's the big time. boss. It's the it's right. the uh, yeah. That's why I I was really glad that they didn't have him come down to a fight with either of the two guys he's trying to kill in these two movies. Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't come down to a fight with the 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 wimpy ass nephew or whatever the fuck he was right. in the first one. Uh, no, he just all right shot, shot him. That was he just shot him. Yeah. And then again too with this asshole, this douchebag. There's no, there's at no the point. At- the is Italian this guy mob like, boss guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. At no point is he trying to like outdo John Wick. It's just other than, huh, I'm safe here in this yeah. restaurant. Because uh, that would have sucked. Ricardo Scarmarchio. Mar- Mar- and by name. the way, both of those dudes were great choices for you to just despise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That first dude, the kid in the first one, um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, is yeah. Is, Theon is, Greyjoy. Is, yeah, Theon Greyjoy from who you know he plays a whiny little bitch in that too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, but I love the 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 entitlement, especially during the at the beginning of the shootout in the red red circle. Yeah, 
Um, he's being, he's just, you know, being rude to people and yeah. being his little weasel self. And then next, you yeah. know, he's running around in a, in a towel. Yeah. And it's, and it, you know what? It's <laughs> fucking true, man. From working in clubs in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. that's how people fucking act. They're yeah. assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God, there, there is a perverse part of me that's just like, yes, how many times have I just wanted to just like explode on these people? Just for just in, being douchebags. For just being douchebags. You know what I I did hear is this new Thai West movie in the Valley of Violence. Uh-huh. It's supposedly a re kind of a remake, not a remake, but it's it's essentially John Wick. Oh uh, wow! Uh, mm. Let me get my note here. Ethan Hawke is a drifter who sets out to kill an arrogant son of a town's marshal, played by James Ransom. When he attacks him and leaves him for dead and, and kills his dog, and the marshal, John Travolta, is forced to take matter into his own hands as the drifter goes on a rampage and begins killing the son's men one on one. Well, one by one. I'm interested in seeing that movie. I remember seeing the trailer for it, and yeah. I haven't heard much He did about House it. of the Devil. Yeah. Which I didn't like. Yeah. I'm, it, I, I now note before you write, I know I'm an idiot for not liking House <laughs> of the Devil. But I, I just didn't like it. I just felt it was really contrived and, and and it was i mean tom noonan what's her name um the the the, the other actor, actor yeah. I forget her name. anyway but i thought so that was West, western john wick huh yeah in the valley of violence yeah you know when's that coming out i mean is it uh, done it's out, it's out on video you can get it on vod and whatever else oh so i never made it to the theaters i think it did shortly you know how it is now things hit things theaters come to the theater. and they go like VOD. i i was shocked to know that uh certain movie I, don't, I can't think of any particular titles but just here recently I, I it's like oh oh that's in the theater mm-hmm. you know it's like and then like you know if you don't go see it in two weeks and if it doesn't make 200 million dollars yeah it's gone it's gone yeah triple x uh return of xander cage is a movie like that i was surprised it left the theater relatively quickly another movie i mean it's interesting about ruby rose She's in uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter. She's in Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, and now John Wick 2. It's like uh, she's really hit at a right time with three action movies. But um, mm-hmm. well, coming she's... back to Langley's point, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody seems to care about Triple X anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of that these days. I think, think people, the, the climate has changed, both the political and the cultural climate has sure. changed in America. So I think... I think you're going to see other things coming to the fore rather than just retreads of franchises that we know. You know, oddly, this movie, not, not the actual film itself, but just, I don't know, just the the, the feeling, mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better word, it makes me think of um, Bunraku. The movie Bunraku? Yeah. That movie is so... It's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. horrible. <laughs> Although... I'll say one thing about Gwendoraco as a sidebar. Uh, back on an old podcast I did, we interviewed um, Ron Perlman yeah. for Gwendoraco, and we also interviewed the the other guy, the lead. Who's the lead in it? Um, uh, I can see this. Uh, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. Hartnett was mispronouncing. We were talking about French uh, um, gangster movies, and he he was going, "Oh yeah, like Les Samurai." Because <laughs> like, uh, uh. well, uh, I'm not familiar with this movie. What's this movie about? Ah, it's talk about a different world. Talk about hyper reality. Um, It's got some cool stuff in it. It's got some great visual stuff. Weird choreographs. There's a Gat, who's a J-pop star, is in it in a a small role. Uh, The guy from um, it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, organized crime. Yeah, in a weird world. In this weird world. 
and a lot of the visuals are like uh it's in this kind of neon drenched world and what, what what made me think of it is everybody wearing suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. But in Rocco, I would say if if you run across it, it's worth putting on. But you're you're not going to come out of it going like, well, that was amazing. Um, it's okay. <laughs> There's it, some weird, okay. interesting stuff. I remember one of the guys fight. He had this weird fighting style. This weird, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was very cool. It would it would yeah. it reminded me of like if Crispin Glover. Was an action star. <laughs> Crispin Glover did held his own in the Charlie's Angels movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Which proves my point that Hollywood can teach anyone. anybody to. Yeah, to, yeah. Okay. You know that's the, and that's the cool thing about this is that um, you know as we've all learned um, from the Matrix on, um, say what you will about Keanu's acting style, the dude. Puts in the hours. Puts in the fucking hours to to if, become these characters and trains his ass off. Yeah, if you. Go oh yeah, on, you saw, you guys seen that video, the three gun video thing? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. He did. He has he has a shotgun, a rifle, and a pistol. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he definitely put in the training. And and seems to enjoy it. Like, yeah, um, you know. One thing that um, uh, my partner Jennifer kept saying as we were watching is she's like. I love this because he doesn't have to do much acting wise. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to talk much. Oh yeah, yeah. And and that's perfect for him because I I where, and, where I, I lose it with him is when he has to have. A and the acting that he does do sort of fits because it's 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 not heavy lifting. I mean no. I mean look at look at at the time they both kind of came out at the same time. Look at um, Keanu Reeves and John Wick, and then look at Denzel Washington in The Equalizer. Sure, very similar, but Denzel. Spouting off, you know, yeah. literature quotes and stuff works. Yeah, where it would never work. It would never work with with uh, camera. Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> everything I've ever even back when you look after the Matrix, he really bit down hard on a lot of uh, Keanu Reeves and a lot of the martial arts stuff. Yeah, look at Man of Tai Chi. Right. Look at um, which he directed. Um, and every everything since then, it's like you always hear the same thing coming out of the pre press stuff. Keanu, man, he was the first guy here. And he was the last guy to leave. Right, right. And there's all this YouTube footage of him, you know, sitting on a mat, covered in sweat, his gi completely, you know, yeah. in disarray. And it's like, well, that's not that's not an actor sandbagging. No, no. That's, and that's not someone like, you know, like, if you've ever seen the, the Ron and Diana stuff that they trained with, like, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Right, right. That's not that. This no, 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 no. This no. is a guy being thrown to the ground and yeah. rolling on the ground. And, and yeah. really wanting to learn this shit. And... Um, did most of his defensive driving too? Yeah, uh, I read here. According to Keanu Reeves, he did ninety percent of his stunts in the yeah. first film. That's crazy. And there's yeah, some he, great and stuff. he's in his fifties too, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Look at the look at the um, uh, the breaching of the house when that when the the team goes into the house. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's. That's, that's Who else was screaming at him not to fucking put the cement down? Because you knew. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. You're going to need that <laughs> shit. God damn it. Don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, Although it, it makes sense, though. It makes sense in the context of the It film. does. It does. Well, but just... sort of. But when, according to the, the, the quote-unquote lore is, the first film happens five days after 
or the second film happens five days after the first film. Right. So that shit would barely have time to dry. It's right. In a exactly. damp basement. Yeah. It's like, you might as well, you don't even need the sledgehammer. Now you just need to yeah. <laughs> scoop that exactly. wet cement. Well, he didn't get the chance because his house got blew right, up. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, 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 five days. I didn't know that. That, yeah. that, seems, that seems very quick. You know, um, I, I want to talk about, coming back to your fight, the idea of his fighting style, one thing that kind of fascinates me about his fighting style is it's very, um, uh, and, I, and I mean this sincerely, it's very like Fred Astaire-like. Right? Sure. He's, he's moving around, and he's doing, if, if you look at other action films with, like you, if you compared it to The Equalizer, you say Denzel Washington, the, the fight sequences are pretty straightforward. But, but uh, John Wick, his character is doing, he's doing almost kind of like, he'll, he'll jump up in the air and grab you with his legs, almost kind of like a female-type fighting style hmm. right? that, that you've seen some people like... Um, uh, um, uh, some of the, the female martial arts people that have been in movies, uh, like Ronda Rousey, a step. They had they had this kind of style where they kind of use their legs a lot, grab and squeeze. Right. And um, I, you know, he does that as well. well. And I think it's kind of interesting, right? He's he just, just not. I'm on the ground and punching. I'm like I'm using all kinds of things. I'm using all right, kinds right, right. of style how, styles how? to accomplish the goal. So Gina Carano was one I was trying to think of. Oh right? yeah, yeah. She has a cert, she has a certain fighting style. But, but a he, lot of that's his just style is kind of similar. A lot of that's just judo. Yeah. Yes, but you don't see that in other action movies. Well, because most well, people learn how to fight. But... Well, here's the here, oh, I, well, yeah, here's yeah. my my theory and my take on that is, um, no matter how much Keanu trains, he's not a big dude. He's not an imposing guy. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not Jason Statham who's like buffed yeah. and bald and just kind in of. In fact, like, he looks this, a little doughy. Exactly. Too. So now, now why did you have to bring bald into it there? Okay. <laughs> the, bald the has point, nothing to do with his fighting style. The point being that he's not a big imposing guy. So you have to develop a fighting style that utilizes all of your body's mechanics. You can't he's not gonna be able to grab one of those big Russian dudes and pick him up. Mm-hmm. He has to do things where you're grabbing them with your entire body and using your body weight in order right. to take that. I think it was really weight smart. Weight inertia, momentum. Yeah, absolutely. It's I would have liked kids. to have seen more beard grabbing going yeah. on. He did that but, in the first one with Tate. He that, grabbed him by right. the beard that's and right. shot him that's in the head. True. But that kind of makes my point, because look at his fighting style in the Matrix movies. He's not doing that. Right. Oh, that's, but that's a different thing. That's like Wing Chun. That's like real big yeah. and open. And, well, not but Wing that's, Chun. Wing that's the thing that I like. It's like this, that's Northern, kind of fighting Northern style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, but I mean, a lot man. of these fighting styles are more, more conventional, shall we say? Right. Yes. He has, he has in, in this movie, which is what I like about the movie. It's like you can use, even though it's, we all agree, it's formulaic, but at the same time, it's also unconventional, and many of the things that they oh, do, the, which absolutely. is why I think it the works so. The genius of a gr- fighting a group of guys, grabbing one, bringing him to the ground, holding him there. While you shoot all of his friends, and then you shoot him, right. he's fucking yeah. badass. Yeah, it's it's, it's so it's badass. badass. And and for a long time, I've railed against this idea of um, of um, the idea of like, well, you can't do realistic fighting on film because it doesn't look good. You mm-hmm. have to do big, and I and I call bullshit on that. I, I always have because for me. It's far more impressive to see a uh, uh, a Jason Bourne fight than it is to see a Jean Claude Van Damme fight. Yeah, you know where where, and I don't know if that becomes from training and you just know that that is is works better and is cooler, or 
I, I don't know. But I just, I think it's far more beautiful to see um, this dirtier. You know, it, it, it was funny well, watching. Remember uh, Steven Seagal, right? I mean, yeah, when I Steven Seagal first right, right. broke on the, on the scenes, we hadn't seen that before. Like, oh, he's dispatching that, guys in seconds. That first, right? at first, in that first scene in Above the Law, there's that slap to the underjaw where yeah. he just takes that guy off his feet. First time you see that, you just think, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. And there's so Absolutely. much of that in in, in this. Well, thing. That, and that's it. If you're if you're designing fight scenes for films, you need to you need to look at the gamut of what's available. Right. So often, and that was that was the issue with American martial arts movies for so many years is that it was just the same yeah. thing. They knew karate. Over, they knew kung fu over and over but, again. And yeah. then you know, and you'd watch you watch movies coming out of Hong Kong. And you'd just be like, man, they're so imaginative. Yeah, they're yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but Even I was without <laughs> the wires. <laughs> exactly. Like, think of that Frank Sinatra and Manchurian Candidate where he yeah. karate chops that guy. You know? yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, it was, there was, there was, he was supposed to be a martial arts guy, but yeah. uh, there wasn't much in the way of martial arts. No. Shatner. <laughs> um, I remember, you know, I, I'm going to officially now call it Tom's first rule of action cinema. The farther the camera is back from the fight, the more those guys know how to fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And the uh, scenes, I think, are more interesting because you're seeing more and more action films where they're pulling the camera in. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's just and because they, they're actors and they don't know how to fight. That was something, I think that was something. I that guess, was, I guess. Well, that was something that I, that I, I so uh, a few seconds ago I was talking about how boring American martial arts movies were for so long. Chuck Norris being one of the biggest oh, yeah. um, offenders of that is that he's got like these, you know, these five things that he does and he does them over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, that was something that he and his team understood, getting the camera back and allowing the the, the viewer to watch the fight unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, in, um, in in particular, I'm, I'm thinking of the octagon, mm-hmm. um, you know, where he's fighting all these ninjas, and there's these great scenes where these guys are coming out, and you you're sitting way back in the bleacher seats watching this fight unfold. And that it was a lot more effective than um, some other stuff that I saw at the time. I always bring up um, the Gary Busey, Mel Gibson fight in Lethal Weapon. Right. Virtually all of Charlie's Angels. Yeah. It's so no. close and it's cut so quick. It's like, yeah, sure, I guess I It's like the first that. Nolan Batman movie. It's like, yeah. God damn it, show me the fight. I can't see what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exactly. The uh, uh, the other thing is, is like right around the time that Matrix and all of this was happening and, and this sort of group was coming together... You had a sudden influ- influx of the Thai films, right. and now it's it's like the Thai have always have completely opened it up, and now action films in general are are adopting this more um, visceral style. Absolutely, and, and they tried, cool. and it was aggravating because they tried to they tried to do some of that with Charlie's Angels, but it was all fake. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, the girls couldn't do these things. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, and I wonder about that. Is it? Do you have? Is it? Does it really come down to you have? You know, once here's your, you have to make a choice again. Um, but uh, do you get an actor and try to teach him martial arts, or do you get a martial artist and you try to teach him acting? Yeah, uh, I think it depends on what your movie depends. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really does depend upon what your movie is because it's it it if it's an action movie where the star doesn't have to uh, say too much, right? Doesn't sure. really have to act. Uh, it's like Clint Eastwood in the, those spaghetti westerns. You just threw away the script. Like I'm just going to do this, right? It, it works. But if you're if you're casting a film called Wonder Woman, then you're going to need someone who can act. So getting a I mean, people say, oh, Gina Carano would be a great Wonder Woman. Like, no, she would not. 
because you, the, you have to act. be able to, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't, she's, she's good in certain things, but she's not going to be good in that. So yeah, there you have to find the correct um, actor. And I think ultimately it's, I would think it would be way easier to teach an actor to do martial arts than it would be a martial artist to do great acting. I liked Hardwired. I thought, I think she's a better film. Actress. Haywire? Hey. Haywire, hardwire. Yeah, haywire. Um, um, she's a better Again, a actress movie. martial arts than she is a fighter. I'll say that. Yeah, I yeah. liked. Her. I liked her in that too. Yeah. I, I look, definitely look liked her, her in that. Look at her fighting cyborg. <laughs> I, when I when I watch the John Wick movies, I'm reminded of um, a particular era of action films coming out of Hong Kong. I'm looking at the looking at the late 70s to through the mid 80s um where we had um we had just insane action coming out that wasn't ridiculous it wasn't over the you know it wasn't you know people on wires and that kind of shit lighting mm-hmm. up trees and we had real stunts you know um thinking about like you know some of Jackie's glory I don't want to say early films because his early films were Chaksaki films, but that, that mid period where we have like Police Story and we have um, Project A and these types of things. Um, I was really reminded of uh, a Jackie Chan movie called um, the American title is called Dragon Lord. Mm-hmm. The Asian title is A Young Master in Love, um, where he plays a character who is not a martial artist at all he doesn't know how to fight he's like he's like this kid and he's forced to fight these badass martial artists so consequently the fight scenes are amazing because he's he's doing everything he can just not to get killed (laughs) and and you know to the point of like where he's like grabbing a hold of the guy he's given up on even trying to win at this point you know and he just wants to die and in the process take this guy with him and he's hanging off of the guy's lapel off of the second story thing just yanking on him and some of the fight scenes in John Wick remind me of that where it's just this uh, total abandon it's like it's like I don't care anymore I don't care I'm just I'm you're in my way I'm going to kill you and I don't care how I do it yeah Clearly, all, all the damage he takes, and, yeah. and and uh, it was nice seeing you know get, getting to see him you know kill somebody with a pencil. <laughs> yeah, pen, well, yeah, they were setting that up. The shit. Yeah. That also, too, I can't, shit. I can't, you know, stress enough just that watching um, uh, Keanu Reeves in action, he was so graceful. I mean, I kept thinking like watching when Fred Astaire would dance with hat racks and stuff. Right. Yeah. It, just, it was just amazing how graceful. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in, in, in this. It was almost like watching someone dancing through the through the fight sequences, and I was really uh, amazed by that. And and, would, and again, made it different than other, yeah, pu- other typical it, action movies. It helps to pull you in. My wife was yes. saying that as we were watching, she had her hand on my leg, mm-hmm. and my 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 left my right leg kept like tightening up during the fight scenes and yeah. letting go because it was like, ooh, it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's Absolutely. so many jokes I can say right now, but I'll. It's <laughs> uh, funny. I love that that all the Russian mob guys had like these big bushy beards. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and the, so uh, I don't know. It was like his character hates beards. Or something. <laughs> <It was> like, 
right, get away from this. It's like uh, Steve Martin in the cans. Right. It's He hates the cans. <laughs> he hates the beard. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to look and see about some stuff that little pieces of trivia that I found, um, from the, especially from the first film. Uh, I found it really interesting. Keanu Reeves learned and memorized the nightclub fight scene on the in the in the nightclub. Yeah, on that day. Oh, cool! Like they showed it to him that day, and then off they were running. Uh, there was another thing about him doing one scene with a hundred and four fever. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, that was that was kind of, and you can kind of see it when you think about it because he's he's sweaty and he mm-hmm. kind of looks like he doesn't look good. Yeah, like, uh, probably, dude. By the way. The the toss in the bar in the first one, the toss over the rail yeah. to the floor. To the floor, yeah. Yeah, that's some Thai shit right there. Yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. that guy fell. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um the other thing I found interesting was the allusion to the red circle um was a an allusion to Le Cirque Rouge, the um the French gangster film. Oh cool. Which I thought was pretty groovy. Yeah. That was pretty great. What else? It's nice when people when you see a movie made by people who know movies yeah 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 when and that's the thing you know i'm sure i've said it on the podcast before about the picasso quote about genius is the ability to hide who you steal from right and absolutely yeah um uh story supposedly of the first john wick is loosely based on an incident in texas involving a former navy seal marcus luttrell the guy who wrote lone survivor uh he was given a yellow labrador puppy whom he named Daisy, D-A-S-Y, after the members of his fire team. And he was awakened up by a gunshot, and he saw four men driving away, and, and they had shot his dog. Wow. And he went chasing after him. And he caught him. He didn't kill him, he said. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, he already, I've already killed too many people. But right. he had definitely held him and turned him over to the cops. Sure. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, you imagine they did that with John Wick. I got the guys, and here they are, turning them over to the police. <laughs> yeah, the done. Ten minutes in, <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, done. Uh, We're done. There is... You, you people will pay for the crime of killing my dog. Okay, I'm going to read this because it's too much to, to remember. So, uh, during the hand-to-hand combat scenes, John Wick shows himself to be a judoka and use Japanese traditional jiu-jitsu. Um, specifically, he repeatedly uses head throws and arm throws. On the other hand, his rival assassin, Mrs. Perkins, uses Brazilian jiu-jitsu, employing a kimura shoulder lock and crucifix position, and using her leather jacket as a gi to perform a wing choke in her fight against John Wick. In the, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so what I saw a lot of in John Wick's takedowns um, was C-Lot. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of C-Lot. A lot of that stuff. And it happened really fast, because yeah. most of it happened below camera line. Mm-hmm. Like, you, know, you can yeah. see there were some, some shenanigans going on downstairs. Yeah. Um, since I mean, uh, uh, Stileski and, and Leach are, are stunt people, uh, did they have a background in martial arts? A pretty considerable background? or I mean, yeah. So I don't know about Leach, but Stileski, um is I I know him before movies as a martial artist training at the Dan and Santos School in L.A. In L.A. But I mean, in, not in just Rio like playing at it, but I no, mean, no. really get get really no, getting into you, you it. Because right? I mean, don't... a lot of people can show up at a, sto- a dojo and not get a, some training. Not at Mar- the Asano School. No, no, no. This guy, uh, uh, this guy was yeah. a straight up martial artist. It's like and, the Daggerberg. Dagenberg. Right, you don't, right. you don't co- show up there in jolly time. No. 
Um, okay. Well, I just figured if you're a Hollywood person, maybe they cut you some slack. Yeah. Well, I you know it's it depends. Like, are you a Hollywood A lister? Are you trying to be? A, a <laughs> Ashton Kutcher didn't have to work hard to get right. his blue belt. Exactly. Exactly. Just, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, this guy was a straight up martial artist. And, and, yeah, I remember and, you mentioned the Insanto thing earlier, but I but I the reason because you're talking about all these various moves that they're doing, it sounds like somebody knows their stuff. Somebody oh. did their homework. Absolutely. And I just wonder how, how good he was as a, as a martial artist. It sounds like he has some skills. He, you know, it's, it's really weird. Um, over the, the decades, the Inosanto Academy has been both a, um, a, uh, a breeding ground um, for both um, serious martial artists who are really researching the art and really trying to become better. Um, and people who are trying to break into movies, um, a lot of, um, and a lot of that comes directly from Bruce because Bruce was, you know, he like lived in the, in, in both of these worlds. He had a foot in, in the movies and he had a foot in martial arts and one definitely came from the other. And, uh, Dan and people like him wound up getting into the movies mm -hmm. largely so that they could become part of the stuntman's union and have fucking health sure, insurance yeah, yeah. paid for. That's why. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, the, uh, as long as we, you know, uh, I don't know what the rules are now, but at the time, you know, as, as long as we do a stunt role in a movie, yeah. and it can be anything, like I walk in and fall down because I got shot by a shotgun, my health insurance is paid yeah, for yeah, for a year. Yeah, sag and yeah, after exactly. and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, because Bruce Lee taught celebrities, uh, Steve McQueen, etc. But James I always Carter. wondered, like, well, you know, how, how was it just him making the money? Because I mean, how good, how how good do these guys turn out to be with Bruce well, Lee training them? Yeah, you know, well, look at you know, I think that you that may wash the first class or two, right? But yeah. when he when you're really learning, I think a lot of that you're a Hollywood actor kind of goes away. It goes away. Um, but with Inosanto's school, if you look at the people that are that have come out of that, Diana Lee Inosanto, Ron Balicki, Jeff Amata came out of that. Yeah. So you know, um, uh, it's a it's a it's not a, a one of those you know, it's not a black belt factory. Like you got to work your ass off. Yeah, you got to work your yeah. ass off. Sounds like it'd be expensive too. I would think it is. Yeah. yeah it yeah. didn't used to be. Yeah, it is. Uh, a couple of other things. Um, the tattoo on his back in uh, Latin right. says "Fortune favors the bold," and it's a common sort of battle cry for the military. Sure. There's also some illusion early on of um, he's in a bathroom and he reaches for something, and the face on his watch is flipped around. So, which is a common military thing, so that it doesn't shimmer in the light or right. whatever else so so little more little tiny things that are betraying more and more of, of the character um uh and i don't know that anyone needs to know have all that fleshed out i don't want yeah i like we were saying earlier i i don't want to know john wick's backstory i don't i don't want to know how he became a badass i don't want to know if he was in the seals, I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to know anything about mm -hmm. him. I'll, everything I need to well, know is what's was what's presented. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I don't want to know, I don't want to know the man with no names backstory, mm -hmm. right? Well, I, I want to know that his name was, you know, Jed. <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> I have Jed Clampett. <laughs> 
I, I do have some bad news on this front. In that the third movie is going to be about... Third movie will come out, and already listed on IMDb is John Wick, the TV series. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> See? <laughs> Why? That's, that's, that's true? Yeah. Yeah. In the course of doing my research, I discovered it, and I thought, that's got to be bananas. And there's nothing there. There's no whatever. So maybe it's just a placeholder well, in case maybe, you decide. Maybe that'll go away. But God, if it becomes so. a TV series, you're going to get lots of backstory. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I don't, don't want to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I've always been a fan that I, if you're going to make movies based upon a TV series, then end your TV series, make the movies later. Yeah. If you're going to make a TV series based upon movies, then... Let the movies run its course. Oh, dude! And tell tell it's no longer nobody cares anymore. Then make your TV series, Fox, I guess. Fox has a Taken series this this year. <laughs> yeah, there's a Taken series. Yeah, each, each week he's yeah. going to find yeah, no. somebody. Uh, someone, this someone comes. <laughs> that to was him always and says, the, jo- the joke. That have... The dog would be taken. The no, literally, taken literally, thing. someone comes to him and says, "You have a very specific set of skills." <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're a per- the, in the trailer. It says uh, you're a person who you know you can't help yourself but help people. Right. So why don't you help people that really need it? And so wasn't that we- wasn't that show called The Equalizer? The, the Equalizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we already go like, there? Did go down that path? I want to see the movie where Liam Neeson's like, look, I, I don't have any particular <laughs> set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? confusing for that Jackie Chan movie where he doesn't have any skills at all and he's yeah, got to make exactly. Right. How fucking funny would it be? Like, like you're all sitting there and uh, you ever see? Remember in JCVD when, they, when yes. everyone keeps looking at him like, do something. He's like, I'm an actor. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, fuck you. Just guys. seeing Liam Neeson like going, fuck this and running. Yeah, that'd that's be hilarious. cool, right? That's, that's hilarious. Wow, so, you know like, I, that blows me away. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, you know that's not my favorite daughter, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. daughter? Yeah, I can always have another kid. Yeah. Go ahead, keep her. <laughs> She's adopted. I hope yeah. that she draws a good price on the open market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see a Taken series. I don't want to see a John. I really don't want to see a John Wick series. Right. Um, that would uh, that would really bother me. Yeah. It's like especially why why you have the movies going. I don't. Oh, well, I don't the idea see... is they're going to let it the movies the the three. It, originally, it was just supposedly designed as a, fr- a trilogy. So they're going to let the trilogy run its course, and then they'll probably. I, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing: is I think it, I think it would work well as, a, truly, as a trilogy, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then, uh, Keanu Reeves steps away from it, but stay in the universe, uh, but in the movies, you know. And are they going to just stay in the universe, but on a TV show? They're not going to make movies. Is that the idea? I t- I'll be honest. I'm looking around. I'm trying to find the right person to talk to because I would love <laughs> to shepherd uh, a fiction anthology set in that world. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope they get Mark Dacascos to play John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's getting up there in years. He's a little though. old. That'd be yeah. funny. <laughs> Fucking dust his ass well, off. He, he he can do the Taken series. Sure, sure. He'd be old <laughs> enough for the Taken series. Yeah, that's funny. That is really funny. Bernie Reyes Jr. is John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were you look much taller. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, you always want to you always want to. I know it's money, and I, you can't argue against that, I suppose. But you always want to have people asking for more, not like I. Now you've inundated right. me with so much of this stuff, yeah. I don't care anymore. That's where we were. I, I think you and I last night when we were talking on the phone talked about Fast and the Furious. It's like there's yeah. so much going on now. It's like I don't even care. Right. Um, well, anyway, all right. 
So we're going to move on. That's true. Um, news and shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, hey, well, maybe a couple things before you go there. Uh, sure. You should talk about maybe the upcoming projects that these guys have on the John Right, Wood right. Piece. Yeah, you're, good, good Yeah, point, you should talk point. about that. So Stahelski is doing Highlander. He's rebooting Highlander. Uh-huh. says it's going to be a trilogy. And he says it's going to be way more action oriented. Okay. The other guy, Leach, and that, that, I feel good about that too. I feel good. About I, that. I, both of these things, I didn't feel good about when I heard that they were looking to get the project started. Like when I first heard they're rebooting Highlander, my first reaction is no. I was like, why? Yeah, but he wasn't associated with it. But then. now that he's associated, yeah. I'm all in. Just yeah, like too. Leach is directing Deadpool too. And when yeah. I think of Deadpool meets John Wick, I'm fucking down. Sure. I'm totally down. And and um, there was some other stuff I read about, but god damn it, it's slipping my mind. Well, Stileski was working on a script for a movie called Triple Threat, mm-hmm. which supposedly has Tony Jaw in it and uh, Tiger Chen. Oh. And and uh, the guy from the Raid movies, the actor from the Raid movies, I, I believe his uh, name is pronounced Iko Uwes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got so, a new movie so, out called Headshot that looks that's really good. And then Leach, I, I think Owai. he's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, his name's Iko Owai. Yeah, that's Oh, Iko Owai? Yeah, that's... so I was looking that up, how they pronounce it, but they're, they're saying Iko, Iko, Uwais, yeah. Uwais, Uwais. I mean, it's hard to... Iko but you're Owai. saying it's pronounced how? <laughs> it's good. <to> just... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and then I hear that they're... Uh, do I have it written here, down here? Matt Reeves, who... No, not Matt Reeves. God damn it! They uh Joe Joe Carnahan and Frank Grillo are gonna they're remaking the raid. Yeah. No, okay. Dumb. Well, they already did that. It was called Judge Dread. There was Dread, right. and 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 as Tom pointed out earlier, sometime that the, which was a the, good movie, by the way, for the people who haven't seen it. Dread, see Dread, not yeah, Judge it's Dread. All... Dread, Dread, and they have and Dread Two is being made. Yeah, and uh, Dread is uh, With Carl rematch, Urban. It's uh, Game of Death. It's Game of Death. Yeah, it's I'm going to go into a building and start at the bottom, at the bottom and work my way out. Fight different yeah, yeah, levels yeah, yeah. of it's totally. people, and it gets harder and harder as you get closer to the bad guy. At the Speaking top. of yeah. dread, how great! I really liked dread. Dread's was, a good movie. So much of it that was so much fun. Yeah. So much better than the Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> head and shoulder. Yeah, there's no anytime you it. you cast um, uh, Big Stan. Carl Urban? Guys? The, uh, the actor? Yeah, no, the guy who played Carl Big Stan. No. Lena Headey? Um, God damn it. I'm fucking it up. The guy who was in Judge Dredd was Stallone, the sidekick. Rob Schneider. Rob, oh, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Anytime yeah. you... Who, if you watch the movie where he's in prison, he does a little having six with some sticks, yeah. and he does a little stick fighting. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous. Um, okay, so a couple, a couple of deaths this this uh, this week. Um, number one, Nicole Bass, who was a Howard Stern regular. She was a bodybuilder. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she died. Uh, Don't know much about it. Other than the fact that her heyday with Howard had kind of passed. and she. No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I, you, you, her partner's not releasing much information about right. what she died of. Or, right. right. I know there wasn't a substantial drug problem like there was with China, but there was. I'm sure there was that. some steroids in there. She's a, she's a big girl. Sure. Um, Warren Frost, who was in Twin Peaks, died. Yeah, small role, but everyone... well, he, he played uh, Donna's father, the doctor, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he, I'm trying to remember. He was a regular in something else that I can't remember yeah. right now. But it, yeah, 
Right, and then, um, yeah, good actor. Good one of those journeyman actors. Yeah, sure. And then George the Animal Steel, who I thought had died years ago. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I always like it when you bring up people who die and then we make a joke about it. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's how we. Is do. it? Aren't we have to? Should we have a moment of silence yeah. and be a little solemn on this? Oh, oh, that's too bad. Well, I mean, you know, the guy's name was. George, look look at George A. Animal Steele's career, and I defy you not to chuckle a little bit. He was well, eating turnbuckles at one point. Well, he... You had posted um, about Alan Vega dying mm-hmm. back in August, back in of, August of last year. And I I, I totally missed that. Me that too. bummed me the fuck out. Yeah, that was really sad. Alan Vega was one half of Suicide, which who were amazing... And um, and also wrote some really really kick ass, um, well, for lack of a better word, poetry. I guess but it, 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 that's really cool. Like I know I know I'm going to be listening to some suicide tonight, even though it's like half a year later. <laughs> but I just I didn't know I didn't know that Alan Vega died. Um, another thing is that I guess they say they're on their first date. Mel Gibson and, the, and DC and Warner talking about Mel Gibson directing Suicide Squad. 2. Oh, fuck off! I, it's like no, no, no. See, what I heard was they, they go get the guy from uh, from Mad Max, and they meant George Miller, but they got uh, Mel Gibson by mistake. Did they really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a joke. Yeah, that's yeah. a joke, people. Yeah, yeah. You um, want the guy from Mad Max? Uh, Mel Gibson. No, I, George Miller. I I uh, I think it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know that it's a good match. In my opinion, it's not a good match between him. I would love to. My thing is, don't give him Suicide Squad two. Give him Affleck's Batman because when I think about Mel Gibson's Batman, I I think it's it's just no. Who understands that headspace better? Who understands the epic better? I'd be so down for that. Right. And since Matt Reeves, who directed War of the Planet of the Apes, is not doing Affleck's Batman, there's a job opening. But I, I don't. Think, Suicide Squad doesn't make any sense for Gibson. Well, I think I think for good directors, and, and, I, and I do believe Gibson's a good director. I, I don't think I would want to direct superhero movies because it's like they don't they don't allow you like David Ayers. If you look at the body of work that David Ayers has done, he's a, he's a logical choice for a movie called. Uh, Suicide Squad. He's got a real street level, gutty, uh, dirty, kind of gritty uh, f- films, and and they're tough minded films. So if he brings that sensibility to Suicide Squad, you're going to see an R rated movie that's unlike. You're going to see kind of Deadpool, right? It's going to be R rated and it's going to be different than your superhero movies. But you watch Suicide Squad. I cannot tell you that that's a David Ayer's movie, mm-hmm. right? So like what what he brings to the table, he's not allowed to bring to that table. Well, so if I were Gibson, I would steer away. I mean, I hear, obviously there's money to be made. But I I'd hear that, especially with Marvel stuff. You're just kind of t- sitting in the chair, and they are, they've already made a, the yeah. lion's share of the, the decisions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and so I, 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 if I were him, I'd move on to something else. He, he, he always talked about making a Viking movie. It's like, yeah, I want to see a Mel Gibson Viking yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, uh, years ago there, there was that talk of the Crusades movie with Schwarzenegger. That would be pretty <laughs> rad. That would be pretty rad. It wouldn't work uh, now. Although he's got a new movie out. Uh, as he first. leaves Jerusalem, I'll be back. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> uh, he has a new movie out that sort of plums that same ground that Maggie did. It has to do with his daughter dying in a plane crash and him trying to get to the bottom of it. Right. So <laughs> wow. look at Arnold acting. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Uh, Hulu announced a series called Castle Rock. 
that J.J. Abrams, Stephen King, and Richard Chismar is working on. Yeah. Chismar um, heads up Cemetery Dance Magazine and, and Cemetery Dance Publications, and he's sort of a king um, aficionado. And I guess they're all working on... It's like, it looks... It sounds like kind of like needful things set in Castle Rock. Maine. Well, we don't, we don't know what it is, really. All we know is that it's called Castle Rock. Uh, needful things or stranger things? Needful things. Uh, which I meant stranger, which, oh, I meant stranger, stranger things. things. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. Stranger things, sure. Right. And that um, the you know the teaser references all these King properties, um, but we don't. We really don't know jack shit about mm-hmm. it. We, I, I assume it's going to be a series taking place within this weird town of Castle Rock where yeah. all this weird I think shit happens. I, I'd be down for that. Yeah, and, and I, I think that that's a cool, you know. Uh-huh. There's a there's a series on now on Netflix with uh, Britt Marling, and if anybody's ever seen some of her movies, she has a really interesting take on... on yeah, she, uh, didn't she do Another Earth? Yeah, yeah. yeah another so, Earth is, it, is good. Yeah, so they have a show called the, the uh, OA, which yeah, is supposed yeah, yeah. to be... Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of that. It's my interesting. My wife watched it. She she liked it. My son watched. She watched it. the whole thing. Yeah, she liked what, what, it. What was her? She liked she it. She liked okay, it. Good. My son watched it and tapped out after two episodes. Yeah, because I have only so. three episodes in. Uh, they announced that American Horror Story next year is going to. You know how they they pick these little motifs. Sure. This one is going to be the the 2016 election. <laughs> I was. If you didn't say that, I was going to make the joke. Is it yeah. about that? Is it about the twenty six Trump? Is it about Trump? Yeah, it's they. They're. <laughs> it's like this. It's going to be very thinly veiled. Is there? Uh, is there a current season right now? I remember them talking about a Lovecraft season. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think they've done that like, yet. But has, I mean, I'm trying to remember the last. I don't the, watch the show. Is the last thing that happened Hotel? Last uh, was the last thing was the last thing, was Orleans, that the one? The one with Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one, wasn't it? I'll be honest. That series, I, I watched it up to the point of Peter Gallagher masturbating into a mirror, and I was done. I was like, I watched one. I try to watch one series. I, I thought it was well done. I have a friend who swears by it, but it's just, I, uh, I'm not saying it's not a well done series. I just, yeah, I don't really have an interest, so I've never really seen. Uh, right. I've never seen a whole I entire think, season. I think all of the this, all the seasons that I've seen are, you, you can say they're good. They're all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's kind of like, it's kind of like a you know a particular type of joke, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're not into that, yeah. you, you're just not gonna, you, you know, it's not gonna be there for you. Um, I started. Uh, Introducing Jennifer to season two, Asylum, which is my favorite season. Okay. But we, we, we go tit for tat. Like she she introduced me to Game of Thrones and I show her other things and so There's just too many things vying for my time. Like right. Talk exactly. about naked chalupas, right? I mean I gotta oh, make time for this. Have you tried those? So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. They're really good. <laughs> they are really good. Um, I'm still waiting for the Chalupa cover. American Horror Story or uh, Naked Chalupa? Yeah, I'm going to go Naked Chalupa, I think. Uh, and then finally, Kerry Fukunaga, who's going to do It, who did true the first season of uh, True, true Detective. Detective. Uh, yeah. I thought he was going to do a film based on The Alienist, Caleb Carr's book, but it, it, he, it's now saying that he's being courted to do a film based on Stephen Walker's Shockwave Countdown to Hiroshima. So it sounds like a like a film based in either Nagasaki or um, Hiroshima. 
So it's not a romantic comedy. Yeah, I don't think so. I, oh, okay. I, which kind of bums me out. While I think that's a really salient story, I, the Alienist is Alienist so is good. such a good book, man. It would be, it would make a really good movie with the right person doing it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so far, I'm surprised that the the images that I'm seeing coming out of this it remake, supposedly it's two films. The first film is while the kids are young, sure. and then the second film is when they're older. Them as, them as adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a fun. few trailers this week. Um, the Void. Dude. <laughs> uh, okay, I have no idea if this movie is going to be any good. I have no idea or, what the hell's going on. Or not. Uh, I, yeah. I, don't... I agree. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what that movie's about. But, uh... Just the little brief spots of effects that we've seen in the trailer. Like, I, I just want to watch it for that. Yeah. I want to see it for... Because I, I remember when these guys were, like, trying to drum up money to make this movie. And I like the other stuff they've done. I love Man Bork. <laughs> as silly as it is, you know, it's a blast. Yeah. You know, it's, it it was the predecessor to Kung Fury and... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, was yeah, the yeah, other yeah, one? yeah. Turbo Kid. And, uh, what's the... The bear thing from Bleeding Him. What was the Bearzooka. Oh, Bearzooka. Yes, stuff like that. <laughs> I so remember that, you sending me a that's what they, clip of that. Bearzooka. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what they were kind of doing. Ooh. And then they decided, you know what? We love this era of filmmaking. Let's make something serious. And uh, and the, and some of the stuff in there is like fucking A. It's like, mm. looks it looks amazing. I have no idea what it's about. Yeah. It's but, crazy. But, but I mean, there's but, tentacles coming out of a dude's mouth. And yeah, that's all I that's need. That's all you need. Ladies on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, new Ghost in the Shell trailer. And I I, I want to hate this movie, but it's so pretty. I, I, I don't want to hate this movie. I have no problem with Scarlett Johansson playing the character from that. Because Scarlett Johansson's character in this isn't supposed to be Asian. Hmm. So I, what do I care if they get a white person to play it or not? Now... Where I where where I have an issue is when you take somebody who is not of this, unless you're doing something interesting like the Wachowskis, where they had people, men and women, playing different gender roles and mm -hmm. white yeah, Cloud Atlas, and, yeah, and Cloud Atlas, where you just had this big hodgepodge of that was interesting, um, but I there's nothing there's nothing to me that says um, that Ghost in the Shell. Uh, that that character is Asian. Uh, I first I, of all, she's a robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, second right, of all, right there you can be with her. She was but, alive. But let's say Scarlett Johansson was hired to play um, some Japanese princess. In um, that would be wrong. I would be pissed about that. Um. Well, Tom, though, why are you? Why did you the, so want to hate this movie? Uh, because I really like. The, the original property. Here's the thing, though. She is Asian because her name is Motoko Kusanagi. Okay. So that kind of denotes an Asian... Is her name that in the movie? I think so. They call her they call her the general or whatever. The, the, right. The whatever. I forget that they right, call right. her. Major. But, but her maybe if, if the person that she's based upon, as you say, was human... This is a construct of that person. She can retain the name, but maybe that's not how they yeah, decided I, I to I don't know it. what they're doing. All I know is that it... Every every frame I'm looking at in the trailer looks it looks beautiful. Awesome. It looks like a, yeah, it looks yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. I was struck by the fact when I when I saw the longer trailer that it just kind of reminded me of Blade Runner. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, totally Blade Runner. Yeah. I think yeah, we're yeah. going to start to see that aesthetic come back more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially um, in these times. Yeah, uh, and then this movie, The Bad Batch. 
Uh, I really wanted to bring it up, really, for only one reason. <laughs> it looks fun. Um, uh, I wanted to bring it up because the shoulder holster. Jason Momoa has a shoulder holster with a hatchet in it. That, yeah. is, <laughs> that sure. is so cool. Um, uh, the film looks fragmented. Like they're, it wants to try and do a lot of different things. Right. I know that he he's was doing a lot of training with. Axis well, that's for Frontiers, action. the Netflix thing oh, okay, that he's okay. doing. But this is which more, I hear is terrible. I hear it's I hear it's really long winded and, and it takes a long time to get going. Yeah. Um, Have you guys seen that show Taboo? No, no, on, it's on my. <laughs> It's it, like it's it's on my agenda. Like I want to see it, but I, again, <laughs> even people who have seen it can't tell me what it's about. Right, right. Um. So okay. So, uh, Brian, what, what, have you seen anything lately that you want to talk about? Yeah, the I, I would say the two movies that I've seen uh, recently outside of John Wick Chapter Two was uh, uh, the the Lego Batman movie, which I found oh, to be, okay. uh, found that to be a lot of fun, and, and uh, um, can definitely recommend it. And uh, Split, uh, okay. which is the M Night Shyama- uh, Shyamalan film, and, and I, I there, I found it very intriguing, and and I did enjoy it. I don't want, I definitely don't want to spoil it because it's been it's been out for a little while. But I'll, people who haven't seen it, I'll, I don't want to spoil it. But it has an ending which kind of disappointed me. But then I found out that it's actually Split's actually the middle part of a trilogy, mm-hmm. and then, so when you think of it that way. The ending's actually kind of intriguing, and uh, that's all I'll say. Okay, you don't want to say what the trilogy is? It's kind of out in the news. Um, well, okay, then it's, it's, the, um, it's from Unbreakable, the Unbreakable uh, movie that he did a while back, and this is part two of the Unbreakable, which will become a, 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 the Unbreakable trilogy, I guess they'll call it. Hmm. But when, that's the thing is, when you, when you see the ending, I'm not going to give away the ending, but... It's set in the Unbreakable universe, and when you see the ending, if you did not know that, you'd go, "Oh, okay, um, huh?" I wonder about that. Do you think it was something like him going, like, in order to generate interest for Unbreakable Three, he kind of just tacked this shit on? Does you know, that's a, that, that's a good point. But uh, I mean, it, it, when you look at the movie, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily you you can make the movie without having the Unbreakable trappings. And it would still work. Like if mm-hmm. Hitchcock made this movie, it, it has kind of that. It's kind of more of a suspense, um, um, a psychological film in some ways than it is a, a suspense horror film. So if you wanted to make that, you could make the film do exactly that and just have a different ending, and mm-hmm. you'd still have your movie. So yeah, you know, you, you raised a good point. I didn't think about that, but but you wonder in the gestation of how this movie came to be, if like, oh yeah, when I started to write it, I. I always had in mind it was going to be part two of an Unbreakable trilogy. Well, but considering of, Unbreakable was so long ago, and like, oh, yeah. now you're going to do a trilogy? It just seems a little odd to me. Well, I would think, and I haven't seen this film, but I would think, like, for example, if you go back and look at Sixth Sense, you rewatch Sixth Sense, you see yeah. seeds being planted. You see things coming to fruition. Is mm-hmm. that? Is there any of that? Is there anything you look back on over the course of, of no, Split? No, I... I I just saw the movie recently, so it's fresh in my mind. There is nothing in that movie, wow. unless he's got little Easter eggs hidden in the background that somehow got by me. Hmm. There's nothing in the narrative to suggest that this movie would be set in the Unbreakable universe. Okay. Until because the character uh, that uh, McAvoy uh, uh, plays, James McAvoy, um, he has 23 different personalities, and there's this 24th personality that hasn't manifested itself yet. 
that is referred to as the beast. So you don't know what the beast is going to be. When you see the beast, it's like, okay, maybe that's the first inkling. Like, he's, he's kind of indestructible. He's, he's more than human. Now you, that might be your inkling. But did you need to do that? To me, the answer is no. You could still make him this beast character, so to speak, without having to just, make him some type of villain. Yeah, it just reeks of someone at some point during production going, you know... Yeah. All we need is Bruce for an afternoon and I'm I'm waiting for um you know, when I think of M. Night Shyamalan and, and the way his career's gone, I keep waiting for the seventh sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh what about you? Anything? Well you know he had, he had three movies that were fairly that did well, Sixth Sense and then uh Unbreakable and then Signs, right? Right, right. And then he just went off the he just every movie he started to make just got worse and worse Dude, and fucking, worse and, and fucking Lady in the Water is so yeah. dumb. And then Planet Earth, I think, with, yeah, with Will the, Smith. And, and you know, Lady in the Water, you just watch Paul Giamatti walking through this film going like he just wants to be anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. The so are so cool. I will say that. So yeah. he had a long he had a long run of just like nobody seems to care anymore. And then I think it was last year maybe he did a movie called The Visit, yeah. which mm-hmm. actually was kind of back to his style. Well, he like, did oh, that other know, one. Cool. He did that other one that was in the elevator. Uh, Devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's called Devil. Yeah, oh. but he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Oh. Um. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, those are the the more recent movies. I, I mean, this this movie I saw fairly recently. It came out last year though. Martin Scorsese's uh, Silence. Oh, okay. And I really enjoyed that, but um, it's a, a lot of people are not going to like it because of the subject matter. It deals with Jesuits in um, uh, 18th century Japan or 17th century Japan, excuse me. And and it's more of a it's a movie that makes you kind of stand back and watch kind of a philosophical debate going down on mm. on the from the Japanese viewpoint and from the European viewpoint. Interesting. And I found it fascinating. But a lot of people are going to go, oh, it's slow. It's 161 minutes, and it's a subject that maybe a lot of people won't like. But I've always said this, and I still continue to say this. Usually when people say slow, they mean boring. Yeah. When I say slow or I agree with that movie slow, it still means that it could be engaging. Mm-hmm. right? And I was, I was never bored by it. I was engaged from the beginning to the end. And I just thought it was a really well-done movie. And I'm very, very surprised that the Academy only gave it one nomination, which I believe is for cinematography. Mm. I mean, I think it really was one of the best movies of last year, but it's, um, it's the subject matter. So strange. It's like, I'm sure the Academy doesn't really know what to do with it. So like, well, we'll just stick it off to the side. Not think about it. All right. Plus religion. They don't, they know religion seems to be something they don't really want to bother. Right. Bother. Sure. Sure. What about you? Um, I recently saw the lobster. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? Um, <laughs> who's the who's the actor in that movie? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's this world where you get turned into animals. It's it's. I mean, eh. so so it takes place on the island of Doctor Moreau, dude. It's 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 <laughs> it's so it's so Kafka esque, and the acting is so stilted and weird and. It looks like some, you know, like some weird art thing that like a Czechoslovakian filmmaker would make, you know, just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's really, it's, it's a really odd movie. I can't say that I recommend it for anybody unless you really get off on just shit that's really weird. Um, but, uh, 
But you I know, didn't... Langley, you just set up Tom to get a bunch of mail from people from Czechoslovakia now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I do that. I try to do that you know, one yeah. per episode. I don't leave the house much. I need stuff uh, to read. The other, the other thing I saw recently was a really good documentary. It's not new. It's old. Um, uh, about uh, uh, Candy Darling. It's called Beauty... Uh, I think it's called Beauty Darling or something like that. Um but it's a, a documentary about Candy Dar- Darling, who was a transgender, uh, uh, one of Andy Warhol's um, mm. entourage. And it was really good. It was, right it was really nice. Um, beyond that, it's been a lot of rewatching of stuff that I won't rehash here. Right on. Me, um, continuing on, most of this stuff is older just because I rewatched Killer Elite, the Peckham Hoff film, and, and loved it. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World, which I didn't enjoy, but I know you love. I love that movie, man. Yeah, yeah. That 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 movie's a blast. Uh, an old uh, Ivan Reitman movie called Cannibal Girls, which was super fun. It had with well, the thing that's really great about Cannibal Girls. Number one, it's got Eugene Levy and Andrea Martin in little tiny roles, but it, it has a, a a thing where before something violent happens. This alarm goes off, right? And then after the violence, a little bell goes off. Like it's now it's safe to, now open, it's safe your to eyes. open your eyes. Uh, and then an old Jess Franco movie, which is fucking horrific, called Lorna the Exorcist. It was just, it was unbelievable. It was like the main actress has these <laughs> these clownish makeup. That is just amazing. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of others, but um, I'm gonna write them up and throw them up on my website. Go to my website and you'll find all that stuff. Well, shit. Yeah. 111, John Wick. John Wick. Bam. Fucking awesome. Um, go to our, please go to our Facebook page, go to our Twitter page, follow us and all this stuff. Uh, I, I guess that I'm the only one of us that's on Twitter. So, Venus. Also, if you go to at bonus pod, that's our Twitter feed for the show. I, uh, I have a Twitter account. I just never look at it. Right, right. I don't do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. I don't. I, I want to. I want to learn how to get rid of it. Actually. Yeah, there's. It's. How do you? Well, how do you? Why do you have to learn to get rid of it? Don't you just turn it off or something? I don't know. Yeah, you can just shut it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I just. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. Look, I should have never had the damn thing to begin you can, with. Yeah, you can. There's a thing in the settings. You can go delete delete your account. Yeah, but that means I gotta like get into it. Like, fuck that. <laughs> you gotta remember just my password. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I gotta get into my MySpace and get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like all that stuff. But the show has an Instagram that yeah, you know, we we, we don't absolutely even use. and it as well it should. I just don't know. It's how just to a full time job yeah. anymore. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming, and um, we'll see you guys next week. This is for uh, the Bonus Material Podcast, episode one eleven. I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Brian Ellison, and I'm Langley West. Stay scary. <laughs>